Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors, of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Uh, it's good. I'm hella merry. Woo! Because it is our Christmas episode. Woo-woo! It's almost Christmas here. It actually started snowing today. So we may very well have a white Christmas here. Wow. That's exciting. We haven't had snow since that last time. Just that I know, one day. You guys have had some crazy weather. Uh, it's weird. So much, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's bizarre, but I uh, still love it. So uh, what are we drinking on this merriest, wow, of this merriest of day? Well put, Caitlin. <laughs> this is a merry day. <laughs> a merriest of days. Um, this is Jingle Juice. Mm. And... It's kind of meant, I think, to be a punch um, mm. that, you know, you can have out for your Christmas parties or whatnot. Yeah. But I made a single serving. That's pretty good. I actually had to tweak it a little bit because I mm-hmm. was not loving it. Okay. Let me get to it. Okay. So I put an ounce and a half of whipped vodka, which maybe was a little heavy. I might do mm-hmm. maybe an ounce. <laughs> and then I did probably about another ounce and a half or so of cherry 7-Up. And then mm-hmm. I topped it with some sparkling rosé and it was all right. And then I drank yeah. it down a little bit and topped it with more cherry seven up. And now mm-hmm. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. So, I think you just need more of the, the seven up. Yeah. It was a weird yeah, profile just, in the beginning. Yeah. It was not my favorite at first. Yeah. And now yeah. maybe it's just cause I'm drinking more and more of it. It's <laughs> quickly becoming my favorite. And you can garnish with some like cranberries, have them floating in there. In the um, the punch version, the guy who actually made it originally in the recipe, he put uh, cranberries and rosemary in ice. Like he, you know, you pour water. Oh over it wow! And then had big these big floating ice cubes that looked really pretty. Yeah, yum, yum, yum. enjoying it thoroughly. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all ready okay. for Christmas, Caitlin? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not at all. And I am like, okay, we're, uh, we're just few, maybe uh, like a week away now. So it's okay. I'll get it figured out. Did you guys get a tree? Yeah. Yeah. Love the tree. I got the tree. That's the first thing we got in December was the tree, but like presents and stuff like that. Like, nah, I had to move. I was moving. So indeed. Well, I missed my, uh, bathtub this year like in years past I would just like hop in the bath and do a whole bunch of online shopping oh and I didn't really have that opportunity because all we have is a stupid shower at a stupid friend's house right (laughs) but uh I think I managed it I think I managed it well I was ordering stuff like last week and they say they won't all the gifts I only got like three of them online but they won't get here till the 22nd and I'm like oh that's cutting it a little close so (laughs) They're still on their way. Ah, uh, good times. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for some Christmas? If you story? don't have <laughs> a giant Christmas miracle in your story, I'm going right now. Well, actually, I have four stories for you. Ooh. And I call it Christmas crime. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Intriguing. So there's little short stories, but all right. I'm just going to get into it. Do it. Do it. Our first oh, story. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, that was good. I wasn't expecting it. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> uh, okay. So 
So the first story is Christmas Eve 2013 in South Carolina. Okay. So Helen Williams sends her boyfriend to the store for a beer run. Mm. And he's been gone for a long time and he finally shows up. And it's late. It's around like 10 or 11. Like it's it's late. So Helen's already irritated with him because it's already late. He's been gone for so long. And you can imagine her anger when he shows up with no beer in hand. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be pretty, pretty peeved. I want to hear this explanation. Am I going to feel like an asshole? Kind of. Since it was Christmas Eve, the stores were closed. I mean, and Mm. it was late, so he couldn't find anything that was open. But she was so angry, in fact, that she approached him from behind and struck him over the head with a ceramic squirrel figure. Oh, I... I thought something had happened to him while he was gone. I, know, I didn't realize it was going to be a rage-filled Christmas because there's no beer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's no. no beer. So now blood starts oozing from his face, and now he's dazed and confused. Oh, yeah. But that one blow didn't stop the anger. She then went and continued to stab him with this squirrel in his arms and chest. Oh my now, gosh. I know. And this is a strong ceramic squirrel, like to be yeah. just continuously hitting this person. So now he's afraid for his life and begins to fight back and gets outside. He was able to run to a neighbor's house and call the police. The police arrive a little after midnight. And they found the man with large, deep lacerations on his left shoulder, his chest, and face. When they questioned Helen, she said that he fell. (laughs) No one's buying what you're selling, honey. Well, then they asked, well, why are you covered in blood? And she said it was someone else's blood. What is someone else's (laughs) blood? Yeah. Why why do you have that bloody squirrel in your hand? Oh, that's someone else's blood. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But as they questioned her more, she broke down and admitted to what she had done. So she was arrested and charged with domestic violence. And luckily the man survived and he moved on from this relationship very fast. That's good to hear. We're done. Could you like my goodness? Like let's just let's just take a breath, man. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been that angry that someone didn't come home with beer, you know. Mm -hmm. Joel, come on. Where's my tall boy? Like, oh, well, (laughs) we'll move on with our evening. It's it's Christmas Eve, man. But she actually, um, I didn't cover the story, but I researched it some more. She actually, years after, had another boyfriend. And she actually got so angry at him. She ran him over with a U-Haul and he died. And then (gasps) so she was arrested for murder i was thinking she should have been arrested for freaking attempted murder not right. for just domestic abuse or domestic right. violence mm-hmm. oh my goodness no she should not be out she should not be uh yeah should not be around so but she's in prison oh now so all right oh, wow I'm next glad story. He survived yeah. oh absolutely right i'm just shocked that that was the weapon of choice it was probably just right there right I mean, I was always told when you fire someone, you got to move all the heavy stuff off your desk. Just really real angry with. Yeah. I used to clean my desk before I would have anyone in there to fire. Uh, The stapler that's going in the drawer. (laughs) This heavy paperweight. 
Yeah, oh, exactly. This giant piece of glass I have standing here that's going in the drawer. That's jaded for some reason, you know, put that away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Next story. All right. So this story is December 11th, 2004. Okay. So Annie Nelson is 74 years old and lives in Georgia. She is, uh, is at a shopping mall passing out religious flyers to the people walking by. Hmm. Elkin Clark, who is 49 years old, is also at the mall dressed as Santa and passing out gifts. But things take a turn when Elkin grabs a two by four and hits Annie in the face. What? She is then knocked. Okay, to- wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Now, is this the Santa that is hitting her? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. I was like looked away for one second and Santa's beating <laughs> a poor woman. My goodness. Okay. No, and I, I don't know where he gets the two by four in a shopping mall, but Annie is knocked down and she's unconscious and he still is still hitting her with a two by four. Oh my god. Near- I know. A nearby shopper tries to stop him and he threatens them with the two by four, two by as, four well. as well yeah so they run away and call police was it because so, of like the religious pamphlets like what's going on here what's the we'll motivation get, we'll get to it oh we'll to it's it. coming okay it's coming police arrive but the man tries to take off his hat and jacket and try to hide his appearance as he heads to the train station so he beat up this woman now he's trying to flee i see annie was taken to the hospital and police quickly found this bad santa when arrested, he said that Annie stole boxes of Hershey chocolates from him worth about $145. But there were but there were no witnesses that can confirm his statement. So mm. she's just she's just at the mall trying to like some pamphlets, you know? You stole my chocolate. And $145, like come on. Of yeah. chocolate, of Hershey's. Yeah, you're not gonna beat an old woman with a two by four. Really, you just should never beat an old woman with a two by four. No, absolutely ever, not. You know, especially over money. Yeah, <laughs> over something stupid like chocolate. Yeah. So he was charged with two counts of aggravated assault, and mm. Annie actually survived the attack, thankfully. That's so, good. I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, for 74 years right. old, like that's really dangerous. She's like, you know what? I did steal those chocolates in his face. I ate every single piece of chocolate. (laughs) You should visit him in prison and just give him the empty boxes. Yeah. All the wrappers. There you go. They were delicious. Jerk. She kisses are my favorite. Okay. Sorry. Next story. So this happened in 2006 in December. A 42-year-old David Rogers from South Carolina volunteered to drive a Christmas float for his kids' dance studio, Steppin' Out Dance, for the parade. Yeah. Since he was only going four miles per hour, it wouldn't hurt to open a few beers as he drives. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. As he's driving this float, there's a bunch of children and adults on it. But I feel like this would be my part in whatever travesty happens if I (laughs) am part of a parade. Like, (laughs) it wouldn't hurt to, like, I got my Bud Light here. It's no big deal. Oh God, what could go me. wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> but as the parade was ending, there was a long line. You know how floats at the end of the, the parade, you know, they have to wait yeah. to leave. So please think that he got impatient of this. So David passes a tractor and starts to speed down Main Street. He 
ran a red light, a few stop signs, and even jumped some tracks, reaching speeds to 60 miles per hour while there's children and adults on this float. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. Yes. These poor people in the back are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, and they're almost flying out when he's rolling over railroad tracks. Oh my God. So of course the adults and kids were very frightened and his kids on it too. Yeah. Uh, so a, mo- uh, a parent on the float called police and police chase this float for about three miles. And then he finally stopped. Once they finally got him pulled over, he tried to attack an officer. He was charged with a DUI, 18 counts of kidnapping, assault of a police officer, unlawful conduct towards a a child, and an open container charge as well. (laughs) I want to know how many beers he had. I know. It didn't say. It didn't say. But his bond was set to $50,000. But no one was harmed, thankfully. No one was injured. He just, I i have no idea, man. That's that could have just been one beer. There's no way that could have just been one beer. Yeah, no, it had to be like 12 to 20. Right. <laughs> How long was that parade? Yeah. Or can he just like slam him back like nobody's business? True, yeah. That's so crazy. Like, Ugh. why would you? I don't know. Your child's there. Yeah. Are you doing 60 miles per hour? No way. I think at that point, you're not just drinking casually. You're, right. You're you're there to get drunk. And that is, he succeeded in yeah. that. My God, those poor people in the back. Oh my like, gosh. The one who called the police, she was probably like, what the fuck is happening right now? Are you serious? Like, are we actually going around cars? Oh, and now we're going over this. Oh, and now we've gone through stop signs. Like, oh, that's not oh, part of the parade. That is hardcore. My goodness. Well, right. uh, I was wrong. That story is now my favorite. So oh, wow. I'm pretty darn excited for this final four. Okay. Fourth. The final fourth. The final fourth. Yeah. So, okay. This is a shorter one, but it's okay. I'll just tell you. So it is mid-November in 2011 in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, okay. I kind of know where that is. So Terry Trent is 44 years old. And on this day, he decides to get high on bath salts. Oh. Oh, no. So high as a kite, goes outside and goes for a walk. But Uh he was kind of, what? Is this the one, well, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, the one that, like, makes you think that you're a zombie, that, like, and well, you want to eat people? That has happened when someone was on bath salts, yes, but it's, I don't think it's a side effect. I don't know. Okay, honestly. it's not, like, a common thing. I don't think where... so. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it was, like, salts, a... Now I want to eat people. I think bath salts was, like, uh, I don't know. It was more prevalent, like, back, like, probably 2011 when people i don't know i don't hear people about bath salts anymore but i used to yeah what are bath salts like are they literally bath salts no 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 okay they're a drug they're yeah i don't know the i don't know well now i'm gonna have to do some googling but continue yeah absolutely now that um i know there's not gonna be zombies in this one whatever no there's not but hey he on high on basalt, he was in the holiday mood. So, oh, so he walks into 
a house from the back door. Just a random house. <laughs> just rolls in. Yeah. And he starts to decorate the house for Christmas. Oh, God. He lights some candles. He hung a Christmas wreath on the garage door. He's getting the house ready for the holiday season. <laughs> 11-year-old boy is woken up by the TV because it's so loud. He looks downstairs and sees Terry playing with his toys while the TV, while watching TV. The volume was just really loud. Oh so he just made himself comfortable after yeah. decorating. He's yeah, gonna he watch did a, a little TV, play some toys. Some toys. <laughs> yeah, he had he did a lot of work, so he needed to relax for a little bit. Maybe kick so back the, with a beer, like our <laughs> last dude. So the boy calls his mom, who's actually just next door, the next door's neighbor. Oh. So he calls her and is like, hey, there's this guy in our house playing with my toys. So they call the police and then Terry sees the young boy. He says, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I will get my things and go. Um, <laughs> but as he goes, police show up and he is arrested. <laughs> so it's sad because people say that Terry is a very caring person and he's involved with the Boy Scouts and the local church program to help convicted felons in prison who are currently in prison. Um, but he does have some issues with drugs in the past. I was say, so, a little drug use, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no one was injured. He just decorated <laughs> for Christmas. So I think he got a charge for yeah breaking an entry. No robbery. He didn't. Oh, actually, he did have a a pocket knife on him. So oh. mm. I they didn't say he was arrested like with armed robbery, but he was carrying a pocket knife. So. Um, so they took him to prison. Well, not prison. Uh, he took uh, him to the county jail. Terry. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Just don't. I mean, so even if you're just going to decorate for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Especially basalts. Because, yeah, you're either going to decorate for Christmas or try to eat someone. So there's yeah. no in between. There's, yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> there's no middle ground on that one. No. Actually, now I got to look up the whole basalt situation. Do it. Uh, okay. So bath salts are a group of recreational designer drugs. They, the white powder or granulars resemble Epsom salts, but they are not Epsom salt. Right. <laughs> they differ chemically. So there <laughs> we go. <laughs> Synthetic cathinones, cathinones. I, I don't know what the F that means. It's a central nervous system stimulant. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, I'm oh. learning all kinds of new things. <laughs> oh, and there's a, like a whole thing on the DEA website. Wow. The more well, you we'll know. Later. Don't do drugs. Um, like a little drug education. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Should I jump into mine? Yes, absolutely. Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. So we're rolling back to Christmas Day in 2008. Okay. So Amber Bell... And her sister, Laura Badger, were having having a delightful Christmas day. They had had, you know, their Christmas day dinner. They were enjoying themselves into the evening. Laura is 25 and Amber is, uh, I think, 17. Oh, okay. 17 or 18. Sorry about that. I probably have it here. 17. Yes, I was correct. And their father's there and they're all hanging out in the Shirley Towers. And this is in Southampton in the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. So we're in the UK. Um, nice. And actually, I kind of looked up. Shirley Towers had a tragic fire, like, not much after this. 
I think in oh, like really? 2011, yeah. Like a lot of it, the whole, uh, like a curtain caught on fire and a whole chunk of the building was burned. So wow. no good. Actually, I think two firefighters were killed like going in. So I apologize. That's not very Christmassy. <laughs> um, okay. So they're enjoying their, they'd already opened their presents, you know, the tinsels and crackers were done and all the good times. And so they're kind of just hanging out. As I said, everything seemed completely normal. And then Laura sort of turns to her dad and says, I don't feel so good. And the next thing, her eyes roll back into her head. And then it was like she was having a fit of convulsions. Oh my gosh body went limp and she collapsed and she was not breathing oh my god and they were like "Ah," obviously um so they just sort of went on autopilot they ran and called 999 which of course is our 911 and poor amber was like completely hysterical with the woman and the dispatch uh but the woman was able to calm her down and they were able to like talk her and her dad through cpr So Amber stayed on the phone with the dispatch with 999 Mm -hmm. until they could see an ambulance coming. And she said it felt like an absolute eternity. And so once the paramedics arrived, you know, her and her dad were sort of shuffled out. You got to go in the kitchen. Her poor dad was just like a heap on the floor and just clutching photo of his own father who had passed (laughs) and she said it was the closest thing to praying that she had ever seen they were both certain that she was dead I mean she's not breathing it's been a while and she Amber just figured that she had lost her sister and her best friend it was just completely overwhelmed by grief so the paramedics all the while are still doing CPR on her And so they're able to keep her heart pumping, but they need to, oh gosh, here we go. They need someone to ensure she gets oxygen to her brain. Oh, okay. She needed an anesthesiologist. Oh, okay. (laughs) There you go. I see, I see. Luckily for Laura, there's this off-duty doctor, Phil Hyde who just received a call as he was leaving the city. He had just finished up a shift for it sounds like the emt they called basics i think it's Hmm. like sort of a local emt hospital maybe firefighter situation i'm not sure anyway but he's a professional he's a doctor and apparently if they had called even 10 minutes later he would have not been able to answer the call oh and so it was like super lucky And so he was able to get there and stabilize her and they sort of brought her back to life. (laughs) So at this point, she had been dead for (gasps) a considerable amount of time. So Laura was placed into intensive care and she had actually slipped into a coma by Mm. this point. And her family was warned that she's most likely not going to be coming out of her coma. Amber felt like she had ended up like kind of blanking out a lot of the time while Laura was in the hospital. Uh, Laura spent quite a bit of time in intensive care, uh, sort of going in and out of a coma. And Amber just remembers feeling very lucky that she had her family around her. Uh, I guess they had family coming in from all parts of the UK. She was happy and grateful and also totally numb. So Mm. (laughs) she had a lot of like conflicting feelings going on, which I mean, is totally understandable. 
so they were able to see her now and again. Um, and she said it was a lot like an out of body experience and she just didn't know how to deal with it. You know, just seeing her beloved sister just plugged into all these machines and everything right. was just really hard. So Laura uh, was actually able to recover, but then she ended up having another cardiac arrest down the road. Oh my um, gosh. Actually, able to survive again. So now she has had essentially five heart attacks. Oh my! So at twenty-five had, years old. Yeah, and yeah, she had four heart attacks right on Christmas Day, and then one later. And so, yeah, that was it's really struck Amber as like, what the hell? This is really strange. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't this have been caught? And so she actually really became an advocate for trying to get pre-screenings of heart health for younger individuals oh. uh, in a place in the UK. And she's still working on that. She's gathering petitions and uh, really working hard so people can get screened early. So things like this that happened to Laura, you know, heart attacks at 24, 25 mm-hmm. don't happen, hopefully. Again, she's still working. There's a long way to go. But I, I guess she just has all kinds of support. So she's been really happy. So That's now awesome. we're going to fast forward a year. So okay. now we're on Christmas of 2009. Okay. And Laura has gone through a horrifying ordeal, but really all she has left is like a small scar above her heart. And she wants to pay tribute to everyone who helped her, including Dr. Phil, uh, who, well, Dr. Phil Hyde, excuse me, who was the (laughs) one who was like almost gone home, but just happened to be there. He was able to get on, uh, getting her the help she needed super quickly. And there was like all kinds of people that really sort of fought to help save her life on Christmas. Mm -hmm. That was her main thing is everyone put their own Christmases aside to really help her. Aw. So they had- What's the scar from? What's that? What's the scar from? Did they do surgery Uh, Well, what they ended up doing is, I was going to get right there. Oh, sorry. So- She had a lot of people there that helped to save her life that day. They had, of course, Dr. Phil, who voluntarily sacrificed his Christmas to Mm -hmm. save lives. Um, And, of course, her dad, who had actually helped save her life initially when she had collapsed and he was doing CPR. And the people Mm -hmm. on the dispatch who were helping her, helping him figure out how to do the CPR. Um, And then, of course, all the EMTs. And so despite tests, they were not able to figure out what had happened to her heart, but oh. they were able to insert a little small device that is uh-huh. can start her heart up, like going again, should it oh. stop. So that's what that little scar is, is they were I able see. to put this device in that kind of got her going again, should her heart stop. Their message is, you know, they would like to get the pre-screenings out for everyone to have should they need it and Mm -hmm. that they should be, you know, fully funding 999 so people can get the help they need on days, even on Christmas. Right. So anyway, that's. Wow. uh, So yeah, four heart attacks on Christmas Day. Four hearts on Christmas. She died, came back was in a coma, came in and out of the coma, had another heart attack later down the road, survived that. Dang. And is giving thanks the following Christmas. That's intense. That's a, that's a, that's not, that's not a great Christmas. No, no, no. It's, I'm sure it's great Christmas as in she's still alive. Oh, absolutely. See her again, but. How scary. Like that's, I think that's the scariest thing is 
someone's like happy and healthy, it seems. And then all of a sudden they're just not breathing on the ground. It's like, what just happened? What is going on? (laughs) What did just Uh, happen? Well, and to not really have a good diagnosis of what is going on, like, Mm -hmm. what, what is going on in there? Why are you having these heart attacks? And right. That's super sad. Wow, twenty so young. (laughs) She did, yes. No, that's good, but that's just so young to. That's scary. Mm. It is scary. Oh, don't have a heart attack, Caitlin. Okay, I'll try. I'll do it. I I'll do what I can. (laughs) Heart attacks scare me. I know. You know Mm. they. I think it's almost like the number one killer of women. Oh, really? Which, I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's and it's just something that's like not talked about very much, you mm. know, women having heart attacks, but they're very common and happen wow. all the time. Oh, OK. Well, I was more yeah, afraid of an- <laughs> I, I was more afraid of an aneurysm because I have migraine issues. So, yeah, that would suck too. That. anything that can just like wipe out your life in one second. Yeah. Oh, which is a lot. Oh, Merry Christmas. Uh. <laughs> Merry, happy holidays, guys. <laughs> just crying. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm drink second cocktail that's sitting here. I got go. nowhere to be. That sounds good. Ooh, see, this has been sitting for a little bit. And uh-huh. maybe again, because I just finished my first one. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's actually getting more delicious. Okay. So it's growing on me. Jingle juice. no these were uh, i liked all these stories like i said i just happy everyone survived that's especially around the holidays you know the holidays are a rough time for a lot of people yeah so So stay (laughs) safe and healthy guys and enjoy your holiday season and i feel like i need to say something that's uplifting and nothing is even nothing inspiring Coming. Nothing is inspiring to say, Michelle. No, can not ho- right now. Can you ho 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 for us one more time? Ho ho ho! Thank you. There you go. I wore my ho hoops. The bigger the hoop, the bigger the ho. So I got three hoes. Ho ho hoes. <laughs> I. Is that really a thing? That's what Cassie always says to me whenever I wear hoops. She's like, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. Okay. That's... And then I accidentally bought some hoops on a line and they're like huge. And she's like, see? So no. funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just was not saying that. Okay. Yeah, I like it, Michelle. What the fuck are you even talking yeah. about right now? Oh, oh my gosh, you're too funny, my gosh. We have to edit right away. Oh, Lord. Well, on Michelle's ho-ho-ho note <laughs> and her earrings and such, <laughs> We're going. we hope you enjoyed this episode. And you know what? Have a happy holiday. Stay healthy. Love each other. Be kind to everyone. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Oh, well put, Caitlin. Thank you. Ho-ho-ho. Bye.